Welcome everybody to Dragon Quest FM, where we talk about and obsess over Dragon Quest. I'm Austin. And we're going to make you obsess over Dragon Quest. And that was BJ. <laughs> that was BJ. <laughs> Who, for some reason, has not been able to introduce himself in a single episode for six weeks. <laughs> I, I, don't, I, don't, I don't understand what, what you mean <laughs> by that. <laughs> I'm BJ. Yeah. Um, Hi. <laughs> this is really just a podcast where it's one dude doing two voices. We're the it same is. person. <laughs> it is. Remember that time we like took Xeroxes of each other's face and then taped them to our faces and wore them as masks uh, when we worked together at the SRC? We are the same person. We're just one guy. Yeah. yeah. Oh, yes. That that makes sense. The uh, This week's episode uh, came from another one of our patrons, M. Navarro, who asked us uh, if we could do an episode. Uh, I'll just, I'll, I'll read part of the message uh, rather than paraphrasing, which right. is, uh, I was wondering for the next topic episode, uh, if you can make it, which DQ you think would recommend to a newcomer. My girlfriend recently got interested in playing more games, her favorite being Mortal Kombat. She asked me if there was a DQ game that she could play because it caught her attention since it's one of my, if not my most favorite series. We ha- we kind of have a little uh, episode, I think it might be even our first episode ever, that was like what video game to start with. But this one seemed fun because we can kind of do like how to get your significant right. other into Dragon Quest or... Uh, or the way we're going to put it is how to make people you love, love Dragon Quest. Uh, so how how <laughs> yes. can you make that happen? Uh, which seemed like a really cool topic that I'm honestly surprised we have not done before. Um, right. But it's one that I'm very excited to talk about. And also uh, to Shelby, uh, we have not forgotten you. We did the symbolism episode last week and we're going to do some more symbolism uh, next week and coming up. Uh, and also history of DQ. We've just got so much Dragon Quest to talk about, which is impressive because there's like no new Dragon Quest out right now. Mm-hmm. Uh, Nothing. But, but we still somehow find things to uh, to just yammer on about. So uh, so that's nice, at least. <laughs> yeah. Uh, I had my last content team meeting today before I, uh, with my current team before I switched jobs. And one of the uh, things, like they went around the the Zoom meeting or they were saying things about me and uh, the, like all that, the weird, the, 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 it was good stuff. Like it's one of those things where you sit there listening, like, oh, I'm so awkward right now, but thank you. And one of the things they said was that I could just talk and talk and talk about anything and i was like when you said we just yammer on i'm like yep that's that's about right like that's a hallmark of mine we yammer 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 like mc yammer mc yammer yeah i i I was searching for a hammer pun and i knew you could deliver i i can always deliver the yammer (laughs) yeah so uh first of all though uh like if her favorite game is mortal kombat uh what I know I'm putting you on the spot here. What Dragon Quest game do you think would be most like Mortal Kombat? Honestly, one of the Heroes games. If uh, I would say go with one of the Heroes games to get her introduced to the world, it's uh, it's not a fighting game. I mean, they're they're Muso games, but at the same time, they're far far more action oriented than the others. That if she's used to playing something really fast paced and. Uh, just uh, combat, uh, combat centric. <laughs> I made myself laugh. Um, that's combat centric. I think one of the heroes games might be a good place to start. Yeah, that's kind of where I was actually leaning toward as well, especially uh, because you can do multiplayer. Uh huh. 
Uh, so that could be something fun to do because it's not it's not fight a fighting game like Mortal Kombat, but it is very much like there's enough in there that it's kind of similar, but also just speaking as someone who played Dragon Quest Hero the first Dragon Quest Heroes game first, like I thought that served as a pretty good introduction into the series. Mm-hmm. Uh, because because sorry, my glasses got caught on my headphones and I'm stuck. <laughs> I can't get myself out. Like my hair, <laughs> hair and glasses and headphones have somehow just, uh, just uh, gotten tangled into a mess. Oh my so God. I wish we had video right now. Yeah, it hurts. Uh, but anyway, I'm going to try to continue on, but sorry for the just slight break here. Um, Carry on wayward soldier. But yeah, so I think, I think Dragon Quest Heroes worked as a really good uh, kind of introduction because yes, the gameplay is different from the mainline series. For me, like this was kind of what helped me get into it is that, okay, I think I'm safe now. <laughs> uh, is that, <laughs> is that the, uh, because so many of the characters are from other Dragon Quest series, like that was a big driving force for me. It's when I finished playing Heroes, I was like, oh my gosh, I have to, I have to see like what these other games are because I have to play them now. And I, I have a very vivid, vivid memory of searching being done with being finishing up with Dragon Quest Heroes and kind of doing some of the post game to try to get more trophies and stuff like that. But I have this very right. vivid memory of sitting uh, in my my room at the at the old house we used to live in in Tennessee, um, and I remember sitting like there on my phone and looking because Bianca was my favorite character to play as in the first mm. Dragon Quest Heroes game, and looking to see where Bianca and Nero were from because I really liked playing as those two characters, right. and. Uh, you know, in the game, they're introduced as like being from the same game. And I was like, well, which Dragon Quest game is this? Because I want to play it because I love these characters. And so just... and I think that's a really, really good point on that, too. Like you'll you'll fall in love with specifics, uh, specific characters. And hopefully it won't be the the characters that are original to heroes, because then that'd suck. <laughs> yeah, yeah. And so I think I think heroes could work well, especially if if their favorite game is a game like Mortal Kombat and they do like the more action oriented stuff, I think that could be a good way. And I also think it's a good way just in general, because even though the gameplay is so different, it's kind of like it's taken a lot of the most iconic characters from the mainline series and put them into a single game. Mm -hmm. And so it's kind of like, uh, it's kind of like highlighting the characters, the best characters. And so it, it really makes you want to, to explore those games um in terms of just oh, oh go ahead. sorry no no you and, go ahead yeah and that's what i was going into just in terms of general dragon quest stuff um if she's anything like us uh maybe like showing her what the world of these games looks like um you've also got uh you know slimes are super cute if she has any kind of collections like we do of toys or anything like that there's always plushies the uh, pro switch controller that's a slime uh get stuff like that and just like make your entire world uh consistently just have dragon quest in different places where she just gets used to it and wants to play it it's just like a uh, a slow like like where you're like poisoning very slowly except it's with dragon quest uh, <laughs> um yeah i i don't know man that would definitely have the opposite effect on my wife if you 
if I were like trying to get her into Dragon Quest just by subtly sneaking slimes into every house, which I essentially have already. Right. But I feel like um, she would be like that would discourage her. I know you're being kind of facetious. Right. Um, yes. Here. But um, but just kind of equally facetious if i tried that i feel like grace would be like i'm not playing dragon quest out of spite (laughs) and jennifer got real confused because she saw all the slime stuff around the house that i would buy and that you and i liked and that was when she realized that the games that i was talking about and had a podcast about were not dragon age uh she had dragon quest and dragon age confused in her mind so uh she was like this doesn't look like the kind of game that you would be that into and then it was like oh yeah this one does and uh, i get it now and uh you know just with that thing about another game um if she likes the the more serious side of things like mortal kombat's obviously not a cartoony toriyama type game um and i haven't finished it but what about yakuza like a dragon um, do you think that one would be in kind of an introduction to Dragon Quest? Uh, I, I since it's, I mean, it's not Dragon Quest, but it has so many of the hallmarks of it, and yeah. it's a little more serious than uh, than look. Well, at least serious on the surface than a lot of the Dragon Quest games. Yeah, I guess it depends. Like that, that's I don't know. That kind of feels like a hard sell to me because I guess it depends on the person. Um, not just for M. Navarro's girlfriend, but like everyone now, um, if you're trying to get the person you love to love DQ. Uh, I think that, I think with Like a Dragon, it's like there's there's so many callbacks to Dragon Quest that I think that if you're already into these kind of games, that it might inspire you to check out Dragon Quest if you haven't already. Mm. But I don't know. I feel like Like a Dragon is a little bit bizarre to where if you're into the Yakuza series already, uh, maybe that would be a good entry point to get you into Dragon Quest, but at the same time, just as a purely an entryway into Dragon Quest, like if you've right. if you've never played Yakuza games, I don't know because it is turn based combat and it has sillier moments, but like so much of what it's doing and its winks and nudges to Dragon Quest, like you have to know Dragon Quest uh, already okay. to really feel that. Like I feel like if I had not played any Dragon Quest games and had just played Yakuza like a dragon. Like so much of it would have just gone over my head, because okay. because I, I I would have been unfamiliar with Dragon Quest and outside outside of uh, Ichigo is that his name? I think the main so. character. Like I said, yeah. I haven't played it yet. For some reason, I bought and it I, on day one and haven't played it. Yeah, and I haven't played it since I, I beat it in like November twenty twenty or back whenever it was brand new. So it's been yeah. a while. But yeah, it's uh, I think Ichigo is his name and. Uh, you know, other than him saying, talking about how much he loves Dragon Quest, like the actual references and Easter eggs, I feel like get yeah. lost on you if you don't know Dragon okay. Quest already. Um, for just in terms of like main series game, because that's this is a question we get constantly from people. It's like, what Dragon Quest game should I mm-hmm. start with? Or, you know, I'm trying to get someone I know, someone I, I love into Dragon Quest. How do I do that? What's a good one to start with? And way back when... Uh, when we did which Dragon Quest game should you start with, uh, like I know we we both really hit on Dragon Quest Eleven and Eleven S, and for me that hasn't really changed too much. Um, back then when we recorded that episode, I had still not beaten every game, but I'd played like all but maybe two of them, um, right. and, and you know hadn't played as, nearly as many spinoffs as I have now. But uh, I think that my answer is still the same. 
just because it's very accessible. It's you can play it on any modern console, <laughs> um, which yeah. is which is really nice. Um, and also, I feel like for a lot of people um, who maybe don't play JRPGs and or even video games in general, uh, the older games can really scare you off just because of how they look, because they look old, but also mm-hmm. uh, because of how grindy they can get and everything like that. Where I think that it's just someone coming from completely, completely outside of Dragon Quest, completely outside of even JRPGs or video games, um, Dragon Quest Eleven is really a good one to start with because it's it's available on, on every console. So it's like the chances are you have a console or a PC or something that can play this game in some way, yeah. um, which is great. It looks really nice. It looks the best out of all of them, and also. It's, I, I don't want to just like completely be repeating myself, but also it very much it touches on it touches on so much of the stuff that other Dragon Quest games do that it's very much a greatest hits record for Dragon Quest. And it's like, you know, if I'm trying to get my if you're trying to get your friend into Blink 182, you you play the hits, right? You play the singles. You give them the greatest hits album and it's like, hey, listen to this. You don't instantly go to like the deep cuts. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> you're Blink 182 deep cuts. Um like you don't go you don't like uh you know, you play like Adam Song or What's My Age Again or all the small things yeah. to get your friends into Blink 182. You don't uh you don't go into like I don't know, happy ho- holidays, you bastards, or whatever. You don't, you don't play like the thirty second joke song. Yeah, <laughs> I, I do love yeah. their like thirty second joke songs, though. Like, I think there's one on Dude Ranch that is one of the most vulgar songs I've ever heard in my life, and I just play it. It just plays in my head sometimes, and I can't sing it out loud. Yeah, there's but, no way. But the point is, is that you don't, you don't lead with that. Like that's not. <laughs> yeah, you don't at all. Like, oh, it's like, hey, here's a band. It's that's 15 seconds of just curse words to a slight melody. It's like, yeah, you love them. It's like, no, that's not what's going to happen here. Yeah, exactly. You you play like, I mean, I, I would probably play like, what's my age again? Or like feeling this, I guess, if I wanted like a newer song, even. But oh, yeah. Feeling this. I feel I like Enema like of the State is where I would start with if I didn't just blatantly hand them the greatest hits album. And yeah. so all of this Blink-182 talk is to say that I feel like Dragon Quest Eleven in a lot of ways feels like that kind of greatest hits album. And so it's very, so I feel like it makes a good, uh, a good one to start with because even if you miss out, and I know the argument here is that, well, you miss out kind of like Yakuza, like a dragon, you miss out on some of the subtle, subtle stuff and the, the Easter eggs and you don't get all the references. And I would say like, you don't really have to, to enjoy it. Like when I played Dragon yeah. Quest 11, I didn't get all the references and I still loved it. I still, I knew enough about it that, you know, I got some of the stuff like Puff Puff and things like that because I was like, hey, you know, right. I, I play, played other Dragon Quest games before it where I, where I knew enough of that, but there was still a lot of other stuff that I didn't. Like, I, I knew I knew that I got the Erdrick stuff, but I didn't, uh, you know, I hadn't played three yet, so I didn't fully get it, I guess you would say. But, you know, it worked, and I think that even though you miss out on that, it, like, touches on enough stuff where you're like, hey, I want to I check out more of this, and then when you do play the older games then you see those things and you're like, Hey, I remember this from dragon quest 11. Wow. Dragon quest 11. I get the, I get the reference now. <laughs> yep. Yeah. I mean, that's a really good point. Like it's one of the, the best starting points just in general. And one of the things that 
and I have talked about this before, that one of the things that really drew me into the game to begin with was that you get to have uh, Sandy, the golden retriever in your party for the first part of the game. And it made me just love the game itself because I got to have a doggy in my party. And then they took it away from me and I still will not forgive them for never letting me have Sandy again. But like that's something that really let me see the tone of the game and that kind of opening thing where my dog was in the party. Like I love that. Same for and what about the builders games? Um, they could be a good introduction for people to make them uh, like Dragon Quest, who may not, who may have liked games like Minecraft or, uh, or even like played with Legos or anything like that. That uh, the Builders games might be a way into the rest of the series, especially too, since it has a pretty strong narrative that you don't have to really understand what's going on from the uh, other games. Yeah, uh, my thing with Builders is like I think I think it depends on the person. I think that if you are like really, really obsessed with like Minecraft and love these kind of building games or even like certain like life sim games, I think yeah. that I think that the builders games could be a great entry point for you. Um, but I guess it, it really just depends on the person. I guess if the person you love loves Minecraft, if that's their favorite, then starting them off on a builders game could definitely be a way to get them into the Dragon Quest series. But just like trying to get them in in general, like I, I don't know if builders would like because there's so many mm. good spinoffs, you know, like Rocket Slime and even the Atrithum that I've enjoyed. But like I don't know if playing them would would get me into the series. And like I yeah, I, I work with someone who went, who some of their favorite games ever are the Dragon Quest Monsters games, but they've said and they love JRPGs, but they've said that they love the Monsters games. And then they've gone and uh, tried getting into Dragon Quest VIII mm-hmm. because of how much they love the Monsters games. And they just hated it because of how huh. different it was. That they like the gameplay from Monsters specifically. Like they like the, the monster designs and stuff, but yeah. the, it's, it's the gameplay specifically. And so they had a real hard time getting into Dragon Quest VIII because of that. Hmm. That's, that's interesting to me because they they feel so similar like just in being the turn-based i mean i know they're very different but just being a turn-based rpg it's it's kind of as how simple eight is in terms of its mechanics that uh i can hmm, that's really neat yeah and so i uh i've got them playing uh (laughs) trying quest 11 right now i feel proud of myself uh i uh, for those of you who don't know, uh, I'm an editor at Screen Rant, gaming editor at Screen Rant, and quite a few of the editors have played Dragon Quest Eleven already, but the ones who have not, uh, I have convinced to to buy and play it, so I feel like I'm doing uh, like the Lord's work here. <laughs> <laughs> That's what uh, I was going to say, like if you said that you were like doing something for the, the, you know, pushing it to the West, I'm like, no, Austin, you're doing the Lord's work. <laughs> and so, so like I was waiting to make that, but you beat me to it, but I still had to say it. Yeah. So. My my goal is so that when Dragon Quest Twelve comes out, uh, it, when we do our like game of the year stuff, that like everyone will agree that Dragon Quest Twelve is the game of the year, <laughs> and that maybe uh, the Game Awards will acknowledge JRPGs existing. Then, hey, I don't know. I get to so I get to vote for the Game Awards too, right? Uh, 
because of being an editor. And, uh, you know, I, I, I don't vote for all of the stuff, but I do vote for the ones I really care about. And I voted for tales of arise last year and that one won yeah. uh, RPG of the year. So, um, so, you know, I was like, Hey, yeah, awesome. My it's vote, all because of you. I, I kind of feel like my vote counted. Well, I mean, I did, I feel like I did encourage other people who, cause some people, you know, don't play RPGs, you know, just like right. I don't play yeah, Call of, of Duty. They don't play RPGs. And so they were like, well, what's your advice on this? Cause I know you play a lot of JRPGs. And I was like, well, here's why I'm voting for Tales of Arise. <laughs> I'm not going to tell you to vote for Tales of Arise, but this is why I am. <laughs> yes. uh, just to kind of con- convince them, you know, in case they wanted to vote for it, because I did feel like that was uh, one that really uh, deserved it. And, you know, I, we did an episode on it last year, Tales of Arise uh, episode. So if you have not listened to that one, listen to it, because it's really fantastic. And honestly, probably... Since Dragon Quest XI came out, uh, I think Tales of Arise is probably the first new RPG I've played that I, I got equally obsessed with. What about Scarlet Nexus? I know you've mentioned it a lot. Is it not on the same level as Tales of Arise, that kind of uh, obsession with it? So Scarlet Nexus is like, I really, really love it, and I plan on platinuming it but my problem is I, I so i beat it i beat the the way the narrative is split up is that you have to play through it twice as okay. the two characters and the story moments are different but there's also a lot that's the same and also once you reach the first ending you know how it ends uh because the two okay. teams do come together in in uh chapter nine out of like 12 chapters so especially early on it's different but i've but i've had a hard time with that uh, whereas if this had just been like one playthrough, like I could have platinum this in a second. And, but because I'm having to like repeat some of the gameplay and like, even with new game plus on the new playthrough, like rolling over and letting me keep like skill points and things like that. It's just uh, like, I've, I've had a hard time finding the motivation here lately uh, to play it very much. Whereas, I, whereas with the, the first character I played as Yuito, like I could, you know, I was sitting down playing the game for like hours and now uh, that I'm playing as Kusane and uh, like, it's just so much of it is so similar. I'm just like, man, like I, I wish, I don't know. Like I, I, it's the setup of it. Like it's not, it's not as bad as having to play through a game entirely twice the way you had to for the Miles Morales platinum trophy. But mm. it's also not as good as like birth by sleep where you played through three different stories, but the, they were so different, you know? Right. Yeah, 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 yeah. I, I was really wondering about Birth by Sleep when I went in, and it's different enough that I still loved. It's my favorite Kingdom Hearts game by far. It, yeah, it might be my favorite, too. I don't know. I really like the first one a lot, too. But um, but yeah, I the thing with Birth by Sleep, though, is that you have to like do all of them before you can get like the real ending. Right. If you do all three, and then you can do the ending. And with this one, it's not like that. You get the ending. So it's like... Uh, oh... So it's so just, it's not like it's not dependent on having both of them done, huh? Yeah, it's you, it's it's like you get different sides of the story. So it's like, um, so it's like it's not again, it's not as bad as, as Miles Morales playing through the full, whole game twice just to get a platinum, but it's also not as it's not different enough. Like it's very it's very similar, and so much of it early on. Early on and also uh, like later on is very similar. And right now the middle part where I'm at is a little bit different, but it's more just like, oh, okay, I understand why this character acted that, this way when I mm. was 
going through Yuito's playthrough. Yeah, that makes sense. Yeah. Um, I love, I like that kind of, I like that kind of narrative and I like convergence narratives like that. Obviously, since we wrote a book on it, but uh, using it multiples doing that, but that not getting a different ending is, is kind of sad. Yeah, as far as I know, you don't get a different ending. Like, it doesn't seem like it seemed very final. So I guess mm. we'll find out once I get through the other, because I'm still playing it and still still enjoying yeah. it. It's just like, you know, whereas I used to sit and I could play like three hours all at once. Uh, now it's just kind of like after about 30 minutes, I'm like, hey, I think I'm done for now. And then Understandable. Um, but yeah, so uh, with... What about Dragon Quest Eight? Because in that in that episode about which Dragon Quest game to start with, we did talk about eight quite a bit. That was the game that really got you into Dragon Quest, and it's yep. the game that has gotten uh, countless other people into Dragon Quest. Um, so, so where do you land on that? If you're trying to get the person you love to love Dragon Quest, I think that it's a good starting point. But I and I don't know if it's because of, like I've said in the past, I don't know if it's because of what other games I've played. I don't know if it was just something about the system that I love now but didn't like then. But I was about to quit it for like, I don't know, every hour or two. I was like, I don't know if I like this a lot. And I just kept pushing through. Eventually, I got like, oh, I understand what this game is doing. And I think that, honestly, uh, 11 is the better choice for just getting into Dragon Quest in general than 8 is. Uh, more than anything, because it takes what 8 does and does it a little bit better. But the story in 8 is, beloved, you get a mouse in your pocket. And, uh, like, there's a lot of good stuff in 8. So you get to ride around on a saber cat. The saber cat is what got me wanting to play it to begin with. Um, I like 11 a lot better, but I also don't see anything wrong with 8. Like, for getting someone into the series they both kind of have that same uh they both came about in the series in a we're trying uh to reach more people with this uh kind of so they have that uh massive accessibility that the others don't yeah i think uh, i think eight could work out really well as uh, like i said in one episode a couple weeks back that uh like the problem that i have with dragon quest eight is that it doesn't really do anything new the way the the other Dragon Quest games do. It just looks really pretty, and uh, and I think the problem with that is that if it's your last Dragon Quest game you play through, and it was the last mainline Dragon Quest game I ever played, so I'd played them all, and so it was kind of disappointing playing eight because it was fun and it looked pretty, but like mm-hmm. it didn't really do anything new. And so I but but if it's your first Dragon Quest game, I think it works fantastically as a first entry into the series. Because you don't know that stuff. I do think that right. the pacing the pacing is not super great at times, and which makes it a little bit less uh, less of a like recommend than than Dragon Quest Eleven is for me, because the pacing is a little off, and also there's like some things that I feel like have not aged as well because you know it is like almost twenty years old now, which is just like That's, blow my mind. Uh, but, yeah. But also, you know, it's a good, I mean, it's like, what, 17 years old, I guess now. Um, But so there's some things that I feel like just haven't aged super well. But also, like, I think it depends on the person. Like, I know, uh, I know, I know for getting like, if I were getting my wife into Dragon Quest, um, I would not start with eight because she kind of has this running joke about how 
every every JRPG I play has to have one female character that's just dressed ridiculously and has big boobs, which yeah. is a very common trope in video games right. and JRPGs For in sure. general. Um, but I know that like my wife would take one look at Jessica if I, I was trying to start with eight to get her into the series. She would take one look at Jessica and be like, "Nope, <laughs> yep, exactly, <laughs> not, not doing it." And whereas if I started with eleven, like uh, and and you know I I played when she watched me play eleven and and even like played some of the casino stuff with me and she's not she's not oh, super yeah. into video games and she's not super into uh rpgs really but you know she played 11 with me and really watched 11 like it's one of the few games that she's ever just kind of like sat around and watched me play it oh, um hmm. she's been that way with some kingdom hearts games uh as well and just different games in the past but you know dragon quest 11 was one of those that even her not caring too much about those kind of games like she would watch it and you know laugh at things silvando said and like i can always tell if she's like uh, if she's really into it because she'll ask a question about it, you know, like oh, she's like, well, yeah. why, what happened to, uh, what happened to that, uh, you know, little girl dressed in red. And I'm like, mm. well, I got news for you. <laughs> yeah. Uh, and, and stuff like that, you know, but, uh, so I think just from my own experiences, like grace, uh, you know, had fun with dragon quest 11 and, and loved doing a lot of the casino mini games. And she's also, she's loved Fortune Street. Like, we had a ton of fun, especially at the beginning of the pandemic. Oh, yeah. When we were, like, on lockdown. Like, she had a ton of fun playing Fortune Street, if you can, if you, if you count that as a Dragon Quest game. Uh, But, so there's, there has been some things she's liked. And, you know, she's, she's done the Builders games. The, the uh, Heroes games have been a little too action heavy for her. And she likes Builders. But um, it's kind of one of those things that because builders doesn't have like the creative mode like Minecraft has where you can just build, you have to always be fighting off monsters, which is a complaint I have with those games too. Um, but because of that, like she's kind of like, she's not super into builders as she might've been. Right. But, uh, but generally uh, like I think fortune street, she's played a lot and even, and even 11, which I think is, is yet another reason why I would say, uh, you know, to get them into 11. I also think that it's important. Like, I know you and I are always like, Hey, uh, play the, play the post game of 11. You got to play act three because it reveals so much. And I think that's, I think that's important, but I also think that like, sometimes, um, I think sometimes being intense about it is not the way to go. Like, like I think sometimes if you're trying to get someone into a series for the first time, uh, like I would not, like, I, I don't know that I would lead with, hey, you're going to get to the credits, but you didn't really beat it. So you got to play it for right. 15 hours. I don't um, think that's a that's something that you lead with. Yeah. And so I think I think that's something to consider um, if you're ever trying to get a friend, family member, significant other, whoever into not just Dragon Quest, but any series uh, at a time like you kind of. You kind of treat it like uh, like when you're selling a house, you know, you lead with the with the bathroom, with the new floor and not the, hey, if it rains hard enough, this window is going to leak. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> like it was with- funny. We signed our mortgage the moment that we signed the closing papers and everything. The uh, the woman who sold us the house, like, okay, let me tell you a few things about your neighbors. Uh, that that she is the nosiest person. Like, she'll be all up in your business if you uh, if you let her. And it was a funny. Like, it was the moment that we handed our our papers back, signed where we couldn't take it back. 
Yeah. It was great. It was Jennifer. I thought it was hilarious. Yeah, exactly. But that's the, that's the thing, you know, is that you, you, you lead with the bathroom with new floors, not the loud neighbors or the leaky window, you know, that kind of thing. So, um, yeah, I think that's important. Um, really, I don't like, like out of the, uh, M. Navarro said that they played one through six, nine and 11 S. And so it's like, uh, with that, uh, out of those definitely 11 S I think, mm-hmm. I think nine could be fun, especially, uh, I, I realized, I just realized I've been abbreviating their M14 Navarro on, on our Patreon. I realized I've been, uh, abbreviating their username this entire episode, but, uh, but that's one thing is that like, uh, is like nine does have that multiplayer and that is a lot of fun. Like if you have, if, if two people in your household, what was that? Something in my house. I don't know what that was. I heard, even I heard that. The kids are being crazy right now. Um, If, if both of you have a, a DS and I mean, this would require two copies of Dragon Quest nine, which has gotten stupidly expensive. Um, but assuming you have two DSs and two copies of Dragon Quest Nine, like that could be a fun one too, just because you can play it together. And I know that's a big right. thing with my wife and I is that like we, uh, like especially with her, like she very rarely will play a game on her own. But then if it's a game she can play with others, then she will want to play it because she's she wants uh. to she plays a video game to experience it with others, not to even even Animal Crossing, which I didn't play with her. Like she played online with you and, and your wife Jennifer, like yeah. very often. Um, and so that's been her big thing. So I could see nine, uh, being a good one just because of the multiplayer aspect. If that's something that you and your significant other, uh, enjoy doing and playing games together like that, DQ nine could be a good one. But if you don't have the games and the hardware already, uh, like that's going to make it very tough. And, you know, mentioned that they haven't played eight. So that could be something y'all do together. Maybe you start it up and play it and y'all play it, you know, side by side, maybe. Or, you know, I know it's on the 3DS, which makes it a little harder, but uh, a lot of people like emulate the PS2 version uh, or even, you know, hook up an old PS2 and play it that way. Uh, But that could be a way to get in on it. Kind of like you said, Grace sat and watched you play 11. Um, That might be something like, hey, well, you know, let's do this together and, uh, and figure it out. Um, you know, you were also talking about needing two copies of nine. Um, what about the mobile games? I know you and I aren't fans of them, but do you think a newcomer to all of it would like the die game or tact? I guess it depends, uh, on the person. That's, that's a, that makes a good point. Do, well, I guess part of it is also, does she play mobile games already? Is she used to gotcha games? Because if that's the case, then there are good options for DQ to kind of introduce you to the world, at the very least, with the die, uh, with the Adventures of Die and uh, DQ Tact. Yeah, I guess that's the thing, is that if, if uh, you know, whoever you're trying to get into Dragon Quest whether it's your girlfriend, spouse, or, you know, next door neighbor, whatever. Um, I, I'm laughing because I'm thinking about myself just knocking on my next door neighbor's door and being like, howdy neighbor, want to get into Dragon Quest? Do you have um, Do you have time to talk about our Lord and Savior, <laughs> Dragon Quest? <laughs> yeah. Um, but, you know, whoever, I guess it really, it, that's, 
I don't know because mobile gaming is a huge market. I mean, that's why these companies keep, you know, releasing these mobile games and like everybody has a phone, but I don't know. It's just like the, the quality of the games and even the, like Dragon Quest Tact, I think is a pretty quality, high quality mobile game, but it's like even the high quality ones, it's like, I, they don't really compare to the mainline games. And I guess, I guess if you're, significant other whoever you're trying to get into dq it really plays mobile games and that's their big thing uh, then yeah i could see that working where it's like uh you know downloading dragon quest tact or uh oh man i almost started to say dragon quest of the stars and now i'm really sad because uh, i know i thought about that too i was like oh but it doesn't exist anymore yeah uh, but you know doing that um, even the die one uh you know could be a way to do it especially if they don't play many like console games like i know um if I were trying to get my mother-in-law into Dragon Quest, which yeah, you know, same I, don't, here. I don't think my mother-in-law would ever play Dragon Quest, but if I were trying to get my mother-in-law to play Dragon Quest, it's like the kind of games that she does play um, or has played in the past. Generally, there's some exceptions like Mario Kart and things like that, but generally it's like she plays either mobile games or games on her like Kindle Fire uh, mm-hmm. and that kind of stuff. So, you know... It, that this that would be the route that I would take to get my mother-in-law into Dragon Quest. Is I would probably yeah. download Dragon Quest Tact and you know kind of explain some of the rules to her because she hasn't played that kind of game before, um, and just you know let her play it and see what happens and see how she likes it. Um, so I guess I guess there is an argument to be made that that getting someone in in to Dragon Quest through a mobile game could work. Yeah, I mean I really see people who somebody who's used to that kind of game getting into it through the die game. Uh, it just, and, and especially tact. I mean, I know that uh, M14 Navarro had mentioned that they play Mortal Kombat and neither of these games are like that in particular, but there's definitely, um, but there's definitely uh, something there to definitely something there. If they are already playing that, you know, mobile games at all. Yeah, for sure. Uh, so I guess, I guess really is that there are a lot of different options if you're trying to get someone into Dragon Quest. But at, at the end of the day, I think it just, it depends on who the person is and what they like. And I think that's the thing is that if you're trying to get someone you love into Dragon Quest, then you, you know, you, you know what they like, you know what they're into. And so I think it's kind of like reserve your best judgment uh, we have recommendations, but we don't always know the people you love. <laughs> right. So, yeah, we so don't I know think, their their ins and outs of uh, preferences. Yeah. So I think there's, there, I think that's the great thing though about having all these Dragon Quest spinoffs, mobile games included, is that there's like there's so many entry points right now. You know, if you if you love fighting or musou games, there's the there's the heroes games. If you love Minecraft, then try Builders. If you love if you love Zelda or Angry Birds, maybe try Rocket Slime. Uh, if, yeah. you like, <laughs> if, if you like, you know, playing mobile games, then there are p- plenty of Dragon Quest mobile games to kind of check out and 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 do this with. And so I think there's there's just a lot of different avenues to get someone into Dragon Quest, and I think it's really just dependent on the person. But as a just broad, like if I had to say one game to get someone into, uh, it would be. Dragon Quest Eleven. Yeah, I think the the best answer is Dragon Quest Eleven, uh, outside all caveats. But uh, like we said, depending on preferences and what they gravitate toward, there are a lot of other things. Even monsters. If somebody likes Pokemon, uh, 
that you can throw them at that where they're very different games, but they're close enough in uh, base idea that they would be able to latch onto it more easily than something like Dragon Quest Nine. Yeah, for sure. Sorry. <laughs> My kids are on the other side of the wall now. They're talking. Um, <sighs> which is probably a sign that, that we've hit that we've hit the end here. It's <laughs> true. Um, when, the, when the kids are listening on the other side of the door. Uh, uh, of the wall, yeah, and whispering. Oh, of can, the wall, excuse me. I can hear Rowan going, Daddy, who are you talking to? <laughs> who are you talking to, Daddy? Because <laughs> they can't hear you because I have headphones on. <laughs> oh, oh, gosh. <laughs> who are you talking, talking to, Daddy? There's no uh, one else in there. Yeah, so that's, that's probably a sign. But anyway, thank you guys for for listening uh, to today's episode, uh, M14 Navarro. I hope we gave a satisfactory answer and I hope it helps you uh, get your girlfriend into Dragon Quest and everybody else listening who wants to get someone they love into DQ. I hope this helps uh, because, I mean, you know, we love DQ. So the more people who love DQ too, the better. Yeah, I think that's the best place to end on. Like, uh, and if Dragon Quest Twelve comes out and it's super dark and gritty and uh, violent like Mortal Kombat, then let's go with uh, DQ Twelve. Then uh, see how that goes. Yeah, we'll see if it is indeed dark and violent. <laughs> yep, that's just well, kind of what I'm expecting at this point. So I, I can't wait to be proven wrong. Yeah, we'll see. Uh, anyway, thank you guys for listening. Remember, you can talk to us on Twitter at Dragon Quest FM. You can also find us on Patreon at patreon.com slash dragonquestfm. And if you want to talk to me individually, you can find me at dragonquestin. And you can find me on Twitter as at Professor Beege. And if you want to talk to us on Discord, uh, you can go to discord.geek2geekmedia.com. Thanks, everybody. We'll see you next week. Bye, y'all.